HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Lou Bang. And I am Chava Perivar. And this is supposed to be Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. I think, I think you might have the wrong number there. This is uh, AAA, not Agave Road Trip. No, no, ma'am. We know you are AAA. I mean, we, are Chava and I, are supposed to be Agave Road Trip. So, okay. Well, it says here that you can provide roadside assistance. Are you stuck on the roadside somewhere? We we are. Did you blow a tire? Well, no. Radiator overheat? Nope. Engine die? Kind of. Our tank is empty. Well, we can't help you get gas. That's something you're supposed to be able to handle as a responsible driver. Well, so I think you clearly have never seen Lou drive. Second, we don't need gas, really. But you said your tank was empty. It is, triple A person. It's bereft of listener support. I got a road trip runs on listener support like every other podcast in the Heritage Radio Network. Sorry, how exactly is this a triple A problem? Well, if you, operator, enjoy Agave Road Trip, the best way to show your support is to become a member of Heritage Radio Network. But now that you have, perhaps you'd like to become a member of the Heritage Radio Network? You could set up a monthly recurring donation of any amount and choose Agave Road Trip in the designation drop-down menu. Become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. <laughs> yeah, AAA lady, become a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Are you really trolling that's your fundraising strategy? Well, it's one of them. Maybe she'll recommend us to her enemies? Maybe, but if you stuck around for this ridiculous ad, we hope you'll also help us fill our tank by becoming a monthly sustaining member at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Wait, Lou, did we or didn't we run out of gas? Agave road trip out! Monstruo de Agua Theater is recorded before a captive audience oh. that really just came to hear Agave road trip. Hey, 
Java. Time to motivate. We're burning daylight. Coming Lou, what an unexpected surprise. I thought you were in back on chip next month. I wasn't supposed to be Reposado Java, but something came up. Connie finally kicked you out? No, man. Maya well tried to pull me in. Oh, so Ahalotl was right? She has a crush on you? Hang on. You met with Ahalote? Wait, you wait... What? You met with Maya well? No, no, no. You first, bro. Okay, so I'm guessing you already know. But Ahalotl has released this beer that's made with 30% of the fermentable sugars coming from the sap of the uncooked agave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Monstruo de Agua Blanca de Maguey, it's delicious. And Mayawell's pissed that he's created this new beer that forces her agave babies to do more work to satisfy thirsty gringos across the USA. Oh, Ahalotl didn't mean any harm. He's just trying to make friends with all of the agave geeks that long to drink polka north of the border. Doesn't matter what he meant to do, Java, he's angered a god. So what do we do, Joven Lu? Well, the angel Lu on my one shoulder says, Under all of this tension, the truth is, Mayowell and Ahalotol want the same thing, for more people to love and appreciate agave. And anyone chasing Monstro de Agua Blanca de Maguey beer is sure to love it, and the agaves it's made from. Right, but Mayowell is concerned that they will love the agave to death. So what does Angel Lu say about that? I don't know. I can't hear him. Because Devil Lu on my other shoulder says, There has to be a way for Agave Road Trip to profit from this fight between Mayowell and Ahalotu. But Diablo Lu, Ahalotl is your friend. Hey, Java, Agave Road Trip isn't just fun and games, okay? It's serious business. And this... <laughs> wait, wait, what's that? What's that, Angel Lou? <laughs> Devil Lou, does that make sense to you? Okay, Chava, I think we've got it. But what did they say, Lou? How will we resolve this conflict between Ajolotl and Mayagüel and keep the pipeline of Monstro de Agua Blanca de Maguey beer? A beer made with 30% of its fermentable sugars coming from the uncooked sap of the agave. We're right. Keep the pipeline of Monstro de Agua Blanca de Maguey beer headed north to the, all the thirsty agave geeks in the USA? Well, Chava, you'll just have to... Tune in next week for the next chapter of Monstruo de Agua Blanca de Maguey Theater or get updates online on our website or at monstruodeagua.com. In the meantime, strap yourself in for another episode of Agave Road Trip. I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the award-winning podcast that helps gringo bartenders better understand agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. And today... Today, <laughs> young Chava, today we're going to talk about the Rodney Dangerfield of Mexican spirits. Whatever that means. That means Bacanora. <laughs> it's a compliment. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. Rodney Dangerfield, he was a comedian uh, uh, primarily in the 80s, but, you know, also into the 90s and I'm sure in the 70s. And uh, his big thing was no respect. I get no respect. And that's sort of how I feel about Bacanora. It gets no respect. And, and, and wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Before we continue. Yeah. What the hell is Bacanora? Oh, I'm sorry. So Bacanora is a spaceship that goes to Mars. Bacanora is an agave spirit, a Mexican agave spirit. That has its proper DO. 
It does. It has a denomination of origin and, you know, sort of like, okay, everybody says uh, all tequilas are mezcal, but not all mezcals are tequila, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And we know that that's inaccurate because you can't be both a mezcal and a tequila. tequila because both are different deals. They play by different rule books. But in 1993, that was accurate? Yeah, because, yeah, mezcal okay. did not have a deal. Now there's a deal for Bacanora. Well, uh, and, and in fact, there has been for a while. But but my point being, simply in 1993, yeah, you could say all Bacanora is mezcal, but not all mezcal is Bacanora. See, I had a point to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. Okay, yeah. congratulations, Lou. Thank you. Yeah, full circle. But now that's not the case. Now Bacanora, if you're a Bacanora, you're nothing else. Well, you're Bacanora. Exactly. Yeah, and so in 2004 is when they got their denomination of origin, and I'm not sure exactly when they started certifying, but the Sonoran Regulatory Council for Bacanora was established and now certifies you either as Bacanora or no, you fail the test. You're not Bacanora. You're so a this, spirits. Right. So, okay, so then what does it mean to be Bacanora? Well, well another, another point of clarification. You, you were saying Sonora. Where the hell is Sonora? What Sonora? <laughs> Sonora. So Sonora is this rocket ship that goes to Mars. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, so Sonora is a state in Mexico that's in the north of Mexico. Okay, and thank you, you very like much. you can make Bacanora there. It's not everywhere in the state. It's only specific municipalities. And to qualify, I'm I'm frantically uh, trying to pull up my spreadsheet here. So to qualify as Bacanora. This agave spirit has to have been made from agave augustifolio haw. That's so that's so weird. I hate that. It feels like they they lost a syllable. Angustifolia haw. 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 That's fine. It's an A. Ah, uh, whatever. Okay, continue, continue, continue. Okay. And then that agave has to have been grown and harvested by an accredited farm. Accredited farm located within that ge same geographical. Oh, that doesn't uh, have another categories. The accredited accredited farm part. Not, not that I know of. No, no, that's interesting. Okay, right, right, right. Um, and so th there are no restrictions in terms of how you make it. What? Yeah, like you. Like <laughs> there's no restrictions in terms of how you ferment, distill, mill, like well, all. Well, but that. it has to be a hundred percent agave. That's established. It does have to be a hundred percent agave. Okay, so you cannot be throwing sugar cane into the fermentation tanks. Not and not legally. Not legal. Okay. Yeah, and it's got the same kinds of restrictions in terms of you know methanol, ethanol. Yeah, that yeah, the but other because that, that that that's one forty two. That's numb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it conforms to that. And it's got to be bottled within one of those approvements. So very much like mezcal has to be bottled. Uh, I, I do have another question. Origin. Can yeah. you make uh, certified mezcal in Sonora? Uh, no, you cannot. So you think Bacanora was their reaction about not being accepted to this club? I, you know, I, I, and this is sort of what, not even sort of, this is exactly what I want to talk about oh, is, yeah. I don't know, right? <laughs> this is the thing that's kind of crazy about Bacanora. And I've had, I've had actually, and, and, and I know you're listening, Michael, and I know you know I'm talking about you now. I've had people yell at me for not knowing more about Bacanora. What, what do they want you to know? Everything. I, I, and, and, I, and I get it. Like, it's got to be frustrating if you are either somebody who makes it or you're somebody who's trying to import it into the U.S. and make a market of it because nobody pays attention to Bacanora. Like, 
When okay, you say, so let me ask you this, right, right Chava? You're Mexican. Muy Mexicano, yeah. You live in Mexico. Correct. Mexican. You drink agave spirits. You talk, yes? Yeah, yeah. You talk glowingly about your trips to Durango, which is in the north of Mexico. And Torreón, yeah. Like, yeah, I Torreón, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, how much time have you spent drinking Bacanora? I have one bottle. I have, I believe, two bottles of Bacanora. You have two bottles? Yes. Oh, did you buy them at the store? I found them in a crafts fair that happened in Mexico City. I uh, I I do not believe that I ever had uh, bacanora in an establishment. Uh, I have I have very limited experience, but I, everything I, I've had that was labeled bacanora was extremely fortunate. I can it was, say it was that. good. Yes, it was good. Okay, which is great, and, and and I would say the same thing, right? Like I've basically had this the the stuff that's being brought in by our friends, right, Arik and Michael, um, and that, but that's it, and. And I don't know why exactly. I've had I've had people invite me on trips, like when I when I go to the Agave Heritage Festival. Yeah. Right. Well, in my go, I went once. Right. And then <laughs> and then there was then there was a pandemic. But when I went down to the festival, I was invited by some folks to go down. And I just I I couldn't make the time. When can I never not make the time to go to Mexico? You just jump over. The, I'm sorry. So this festival I, I, yeah, takes yeah. place. Thank you. Takes place in Arizona, mm-hmm. and and it's like a two or three hour drive. From there to jump Just over the border. How did I not do it? Oh, no, I'm confused. I I was also almost hired to to design a distillery there, and I I, I received some pictures of of a producer in in that area, and they have extremely humble. Like I mean, all mezcaleros are are tiny, but. The, like if you're talking, if you're talking all from mescaleros are tiny. No, well, like they have smaller operations. Like, like you know, like is Zignum not a mescalero? I know you're gonna make a point about this. Anyway, anyway, just yeah, get to your point. Yeah, my my point being, like this is one of the smallest operations that I've seen in my life. They have, uh, yeah, it's it's very limited production. So I think that maybe they just don't have the muscle. They don't produce enough to have brand recognition and you don't get to see them in a lot of bars. It's just a matter of volume. God, that's really interesting. Like, So the brands that I am familiar with, as I say, are brought in by my, my friends Michael and Arik. Um, but I just saw the a bottle br- there and it says 680 liters batch. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but but like every time I... I Every time Bacanora hits my radar outside of the stuff that my friends are importing, it always looks to me like it's trying to be tequila. It's these fancy oh. brands, right? Like the the first time it really hit my radar was when a friend of a friend reached out to our mutual friend to say, hey, that guy, Lou, he knows something about Mezcal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of investing in this brand of Bacanora. Uh, does he know anything about it? Like that, right? And he sent me this whole... And this would have been like five years ago, this whole prospectus for this brand that wanted to hit the market, putting a ton of, of dollars behind it. I Maybe it has to do with the fact that, you know, like each state of Mexico has its own idiosyncrasies. That's a hard word in English. Idiosyncrasies. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah. And uh, the, the North, it's very akin of Jalisco. So, you know, like there's a lot of jokes in Mexico about how different we are going from the south to the north. So Jalisco and and the north of Mexico, Sonora, tend to be more uh, like well put together businessmen group people. 
So maybe that's why you're getting that impression. Maybe the projects that are coming out of Sonora, they they are uh, more fond of the seriousness, business perspective, uh, just... Maybe, but again, like, and, and, and that's interesting, but it still doesn't answer my real question, which is, why is nobody paying attention to Bacanora? Do you want to offer beautiful, authentic Mexican textiles or ceramics to your customers, but don't know where to get them? I've got a solution for that. What's that solution, you say? Not what, but who? The answer is Chava. Or maybe, maybe you want to start a mezcal brand, but don't know where to source your spirits. Same answer, Chava. Already have a brand? Chava. Want to build a more efficient distillery? Chava. That honors Mexican tradition? Chava. That leaves a smaller carbon footprint? Chava, Chava, Chava. Chava. Chava, Chava, Chava. For the Mexican solution to all your gringo problems, head to ChavaChavaChava.com. That's C-H-A-V-A, C-H-A-V-A, C-H-A-V-A.com. And tell him Lou sent you. Why is nobody paying attention to Bacanora? Oh, maybe because I, maybe because there's too much. I mean, the, the whole but there's the, not a lot. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, the whole reasoning behind uh, mezcal, for example, was to give one name to a lot of things to make it very strong in the market. Oh, that's an interesting point. So, so, so in other words, initially mezcal was seven different seven states. It was five, then it came up to to seven. <laughs> oh, you had an interview eight. this morning. Yeah, didn't yeah, you? we literally yeah. told us this morning. Yeah. But uh, and it it took a while to catch up. Actually, oh, the guy that's we, a good point. The, the guy that we interviewed today was like nobody will certify because they were like, okay, I certified. Who the hell I'm gonna sell this thing to? Because everybody still does it. Like if you back then. So God, like not even back then. Let's not go all the way back to '93 when they started that, or '97. Right? Well, let's go back to 2010. Let's go to 2010. If you walk down the street in Chicago, which is a pretty mezcal-friendly town, walk down the street in Chicago, and you asked a hundred people, "Do you know what mezcal is?" You would maybe, maybe get three people saying yes, but those three people. Two and a half of those people would say that's the stuff with the worm in it. Exactly. So, so we, and that was after, that's a really good point. That was after 16 years of constant efforts of five to seven states pushing this drink. And Ron Cooper going nose to nose for a significant portion of his life. Yes. Telling people, taste this mezcal, taste this mezcal. And and like who's doing that for Bacanora? I don't believe that a lot of people. So I, you know, I I think it might be a matter of time, and I think it's also. Ah. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Let me say it. Okay, let me say, say it, it. But I'm gonna blow it up. I I I think there is this process in which people are saying that in Mexico there's not only tequila, mezcal, Bacanora, sotol, charanda, sugarcane spirits, like like a place that seemed to have only. To be one trick pony, like our only trick being tequila, suddenly turns out to be a pony with a lot of different skills. So <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, are you somehow? <laughs> I never. I can't even make the joke I want to make. I would offend myself. Keep going. So what I'm saying is, maybe people start thinking of Mexico as a source of a lot of different spirits. 
and then all these different things that I named and that we some some we love, some we love less, uh, get their proper space in people's psyche and recognition in the marketplace. Maybe, you know, but so the point that I was going to make that that still kind of blows up what you're saying is there's still a lot of talk about Ricea. And that's like, that's only yeah. recently a DO. And I wonder if maybe that's, you know, here's a theory. When you go to Oaxaca, you can drink Ricea. Like I can remember being introduced to Ricea by Marco Ochoa, right? I was blown away by it. But who's introducing you to Bacanora uh, unless I, you go? Honestly, I think what they should be doing is use the word mezcal, say from Sonora. Mezcal from Sonora, which was an idea. But that you was can't, getting, you can't. I know, but that's how they, like this idea was given us from by the guy that designed the nom. And I constantly think that's the best way to do it because otherwise you are diluting your message, you're diluting your brand. People don't have the time to be researching this stuff. Even we we dedicate our lives to this and we don't even, well, well parts of our lives, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> a bit of our lives. And we, we, even us are having a hard time following up on this stuff. Well, okay, but the upshot of this episode cannot be, well, Mescal should not be a D.O. Because, We've already done that. Okay, like, right, right, that, right, that bullet has <laughs> left the chamber. It's not going back in. Um, so I think I think the upshot of this just is pay more attention to Bacanora. Well, and to a lot of the different spirits that are coming from Mexico. But mainly Bacanora. <laughs> Lord. People pay attention to Sotol. They pay attention to Ricea. If I go and hit the bars in Chicago, I can drink all of those. I don't know where I can go here to drink Bacanora. Then I agree with you. Really? Yeah, yeah finally. Okay. Yeah, for one, for one. Okay. Okay, Bad you know attention. what? Then let's just put a pin in that and call this episode okay. a wrap. Adios. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the 
shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.